0: Whether it's gumboots or rugby boots, the country sport breakfast has you covered on Gold Sport, your home of live commentary. Off we go to the land of hope and glory where uh, John Norman, our UK reporter from TalkSport UK, is getting ready for Valentine's Day. In fact, you're celebrating early. Good morning, John.
1: Yeah, good morning to you. Good evening from uh, London town. and Yeah, heading out with the Kiwi wife uh, a little later this evening. uh, We're uh, we're both working on Valentine. Well, actually, she's working and I'm up at 2 a.m. the morning of the 15th uh, because, of course, it's the third test match between India and England. So we're uh, calling it from back home. We had a team in India for the first two test matches. But, uh, yeah, early start. So, uh, yeah, Valentine's Day has been brought forward 24 hours in the Norman household. <laughs>
0: well, that's nice. At least you're treating your, uh, your Kiwi-born wife. And talking about the India uh, third test between India and England, it'll be Ben Stokes' 100th test match too.
1: Yeah, there's a few milestones, and doesn't cricket love a milestone more than any other sport, (laughs) I'd suggest? Uh, It's the 100th test for Ben Stokes. If uh, Johnny Bearstone, Ravish Andra and Ashwin play all five test matches, they will play their 100th test in Durham Salah, the fifth test match. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's quite unusual for an all-rounder to reach 100 test matches because, of course, the impact on the body... Uh, and Stokes has had more impacts than many. He's not uh, bowling in this Test series, of course. He's uh, batting only. But uh, what a what a moment for us all just to marvel at the turnaround in Ben Stokes, a guy that you know at the start of his career had a few anger issues. He was sent home from a a a a, a representation tour of uh, of Australia for punching a locker, <laughs> uh, having a few too many bevvies. Um, he of course had a couple of off-field exploits along the way, but wow, what a, what a man! What an individual! And it just shows that you know we ask a lot of our professional sports stars, and I suppose when they take to the field first up, we expect them to be ready-made mm. individuals. But it of course takes a few years to iron out a few of the chinks. Uh, he's had to do that in the full face of the public, but now it's uh, it's 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 uh, such a such a impressive individual that has taken a, a team that had essentially won one game in one test match in 17 and has turned them round into what you could argue to be the most entertaining sports team across any sport in the world at the moment.
0: And this test series against India, delicately poised, they've got a, isn't it really, win
1: each? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, India have got a few problems. No Virat Kohli for the series. KL Rahul has been called off, uh, has been a, uh, he won't play in the third test. He didn't. He missed the second test as well. Um, they uh, they're a little bit worried about over bowling Jasprit Bumrah. The third and fourth test matches are back to back, so I'm not sure he'll play in both. And you know they they they're relying on one or two individuals to score the main bulk of their runs. Rohit Sharma's had a poor series so far, so they do have a few problems. But of course, they did just win handsomely against England. Mm. Uh, England themselves have named uh, a 12 for the test. So it's expected Mark Wood might come in in place of uh, Show Bashir. So they'll go with two seamers and three spinners, including Joe Root. But England are going to back themselves, come what may. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. We're hearing reports there might be a little bit more grass on the track um, in Rajkot, but this far out from the start of the match, it's it's, uh, it's a guessing game, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. One or with three to play. Bring it on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right, let's talk about rugby now. And England uh, got the uh, get-out-of-jail card against Wales in and, and Six Nations and, a con- and an interesting uh, referee call with a, a conversion that wasn't allowed.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we saw this at the World Cup, didn't we, with a yeah. charge down. Um, uh, you know, when, when essentially does the kicker begin yeah. his advance to the ball? Uh, England will say that, that it hadn't happened, but of course, um, you know there was uh, plenty of arguments um, that uh, that it had. He had he had started uh, his advance, even though he was moving to the left. It was very interesting listening to Johnny Wilkinson saying that it shouldn't have been allowed, um, and that was poo pooed by uh, you know the guys alongside <laughs> him. So it's a it's a really interesting little point. But there is a feeling that England they got out they got out of jail yeah. against Wales. They got out of jail against Italy. But two wins from two. Um, so we shall see. Um, it's all about winning at home. I, I think that really is for the new management team. It's about making sure they win at home and then and then we'll see where we go. But small steps. Um, you know, England haven't really impressed a great deal. But they've got the wins. So, uh, so yeah, they, they probably would have taken that at the start of the uh, Well, they definitely would have taken that at the start of the tournament.
0: And a story causing a bit of stir out of uh, the home of English rugby, Twickenham, that uh, are going alcohol-free. What's going
1: on there? Yeah, well, look, it's, again, it goes back to trying to make Twickenham a fortress, trying to make sure that it's very difficult to win there. Um, I'm not sure if you saw but the England players actually walked to the ground uh, in between the crowd you know like basically a, a kind of a cordon was it was cordoned yep. off they walked there trying to get the crowd energized and behind the side now you you could say that well they need more alcohol rather than less <laughs> but it's about families as well isn't it and it's about people being able to go and enjoy the spectacle and get behind the side so um what they essentially attempted to do was cordon off part of the uh part of the spectators but one of the tiers they designated it a no alcohol zone but unfortunately. Nobody told the people that had bought the ticket. So you can imagine what it's like. You rock up, you pay two beers, which in England is about thirty dollars, uh, New Zealand for two pints. You you walk up the steps and you're looking for your seat. You've got your ticket in your mouth and you're trying to find row O and, you know, seat 34. And then suddenly a steward comes and pop, taps you on the shoulder and says, no, sorry, mate, you can't drink beer here. Oh. Um so yeah it led to all sorts of confusion a bit of bad temp, a few bad tempers and one it. bloke downing four pints uh, at the top of the stairs before taking his seat <laughs> but uh yeah there we go there all we right. go
0: all right good story okay and wrapping up with premier league uh, roundup big win for uh, man united and uh, arsenal
1: yeah i mean arsenal first um look going to west ham and scoring six goals you know there was a bit of Talk in the week about about Arsenal's lack of a out-and-out striker. Well, I mean, if they could score six goals away from home without a striker, uh, then good on them. But, you know, it keeps things interesting. Big win against Liverpool the weekend before. So, you know, three-horse race. The other big win, Manchester United. Now, uh, as things stand, there's still a drift of the top four or even top five, depending on um, how it's carved out for the Champions League Uh, Next season, but essentially it was, uh, it was like the old relegation six pointer, but of course in in fifth and sixth coming up against inform Aston Villa, um, a very strong team, very strong at home and fair play to United. You know, they, uh, they had to withstand a second half barrage. They had a little bit of fortune going their way. A few shots from Ollie Watkins on another day would have sailed into the corner of the net instead went straight at Inanna standing between the sticks. And then when the chance came, right at the end of the match, Scott uh, McTominay with a powerful header getting in front of his man. And, you know, they went 2-1. The gap is still a large one, but they're still in the hunt.
0: Absolutely right. Well, staying with uh, that uh, league, Kevin Keegan's 73rd birthday today. So if you come across him, wish him a happy birthday and you enjoy your Valentine's night meal out.
1: Oh, absolutely. Kevin Keegan, a absolute legend as a player, as a manager, and, of course, he coached Fulham as well, didn't he, back in yeah. the day, uh, as we uh, started to make our progression up the league. So uh, very fondly remembered at Craven Cottage, but, of course, much better known for the black and white of Newcastle rather than the black and white of Fulham.
0: Started his career at Scunthorpe United. There you go. Um, John, have a great uh, week, and we'll talk again next week.
1: Yeah, lovely to chat, to enjoy Valentine's Day, whatever, uh, whatever you have uh, planned, and... Uh, uh, just to say uh, good morning uh, to all the lovely listeners in New Zealand. I see from my pictures watching the Hamilton Test that it's been a scorcher over the last couple of days.
0: Yes, it has indeed. Good on you, John. Thanks so much.
1: See you, mate.
0: There's our friend out of the UK from TalkSport UK, John Norman, with his Kiwi connection, his Kiwi wife.